The Mix Room with Genelec. Today we're welcoming Irish singer-songwriter Robert Grace onto the podcast, who has tens of millions of plays on Spotify, millions of YouTube views, and 1.8 million TikTok followers. And he's just released his new singles, Break the Silence, and his brand new single, Beautiful Nightmare. So welcome, Robert. Thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm not too bad at all now. How are you keeping? All good. All good. Yeah. And uh, whereabouts are you? Where am I speaking to you from today? I'm in uh, Ireland. I'm in a place called Kilkenny. Okay, is that where you're from or where you're living at the moment? Yeah, I was I was born here. I mean, the, the town is actually called Gregnamana. It's in the middle of nowhere, uh, but it's it's a lo- it's a lovely place. It's in a valley, so it's actually. I mean, I grew up here, but I mean, it is beautiful around. Anytime anyone comes down to my studio, they're always like, "Wow, this place is amazing," and I'm just like, "Ah, sorry." <laughs> you're just blasé to it now. That's the thing. Yeah, I think you just get used to. You know, I'm living here my whole life, so it's just. It's just a place. <laughs> just a place. It sounds like a beautiful place, an escape for people in the city, I suppose. Yeah, well, I mean, it is It is in the country. and I mean, it is beautiful. There's lots of green. There's lots of kind of mountains around. You know, it is very nice. And so under normal circumstances, I know things are getting a little bit back to normal. Are you travelling to London much for work? Yeah, I... I I will be. I mean, I was over there doing a showcase at the start of October in colors hoxton i think it's called i'm terrible with names um uh but other than that i haven't been that was the first time i was in london in nearly four years so it's it's been a while but now i have lots of kind of writing sessions coming up and um especially next year i'll be over and back quite a bit so i'm really looking forward to it mm, yeah let's hope things are only on the way up next year it's been incredibly yeah. difficult as i'm sure you know yeah that's it i mean in ireland now today like the cases have gone up like the highest they've been since like january which january was like the worst month in ireland so Mm. like uh yeah so i hope that things don't go back a few steps but you know you never know hopefully next year it'll as you said be moving forward Mm, that's good i think you're right though people do get a bit almost complacent about it i don't see lots of people wearing masks in supermarkets anymore it's almost like we got bored of it and thought oh is that still a thing um but yes it very much is isn't it yeah it's uh, yeah that's it i mean people are just kind of like sick of it and just don't you know kind of like it's it's until you know someone close to you gets it that you're like oh okay this this is still around like this is still serious and it's not like you know until it affects you i think then then you realize okay, this is serious and I really need to take things, like go back to making sure I'm wearing my mask, like washing my hands, just the simple stuff, you know, but I think everyone kind of just got sick of it in the end and just stopped doing those things and, you know, it got a bit worse again, we're sure. I mean, the thing is, it's only, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better and at some point, I'd say all of us are going to get it anyway, but it's just to try and make it easier on hospitals and medical staff. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully now most people have got the double vaccine. It should be fine. I actually got pinged this week saying I'd been in contact with someone, don't know who, but I uh, did the test and luckily it was negative. But it does just remind you, doesn't it? It's still out there. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You can't really forget about it. Mm, well, I'm glad you're keeping safe. It sounds like you're definitely in a remote area uh, to keep away from people anyhow. <laughs> Uh, it's still it's weird because like it's still around here as well. it's just everywhere like it's mad you know we're like we definitely are in in the country and in a place that i mean there's probably less than two thousand people where i live and it's still around you know so it's it's getting everywhere <laughs> mm. 
Okay, well, let's let's all hope uh, things get better, obviously, from now on. So, um, so what are you up to today, then? What does a day in the life of Robert Grace look like at the moment? Uh, at the moment, I'm. Uh, I just at the moment just doing a lot of writing, uh, trying to finish off a lot of songs that I've been putting off finishing. Uh, I always find it hard to do that. Like I'll get really into a song and I'll get like a first verse and a chorus done, and then I will. It'll just it's like torture trying to go back and finish it because. You know, I, I always want to kind of move on to something new. Um, but, I mean, you know, you, you get through it. So I'm just you know, I'm just kind of in the studio a lot at the moment, finishing off songs, um, getting, like, the next singles ready, uh, also doing a lot of writing sessions on top of that. So, yeah, just a lot, a lot of writing at the moment. Okay, that makes sense. Busy, busy. And, yeah, it sounds like you're someone that maybe finds it hard to sit down and think, right, I'm going to do this work now and this is going to happen. Because you must find that sometimes something, a song might just come to you. And it comes out really naturally yeah. and quickly, right? Yeah, like I'm definitely bad at prioritising what should be done, you know, right now. Like what I should do right now. And then I'm usually like, that's usually the thing I don't want to do. Is the thing that I need to get done, you know, soon. And so I always get distracted by something else. I'll start something and then I'll be like, oh, but this is kind of cool. And I'll move on to, you know, maybe something I'm playing on the piano or an idea that I recorded on my phone earlier, you know. So, yeah, I find it very hard to, I like a touch of like ADHD. I find it very hard to focus on, on like the one thing for too long. I always seem to move on to something else. Well, um, something's clearly working for you because your song's doing quite well at the moment. So whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, when we go I'm back, a mess, but it, it always... You're a mess? No, you're not a mess. I am, but it, it works out eventually, you know, <laughs> so I can't complain too much. Yeah. I mean, who wants to be organised anyway? That's boring. True. <laughs> sometimes it's nice though <laughs> yeah, when 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 it calls to it yeah so um when i go yeah. back to um when you were a kid or a teenager or something uh what kind of music were you into then and has that influenced you a lot or have you gone you know completely in a different direction from the artists you used to listen to when you grew up i was very big into pop punk um like you know i, I suppose a lot of people went through that emo phase but it wasn't a phase for me <laughs> I'm still in it. Uh, I just don't. I just don't have the hair anymore. Um, Did you have the emo I, hair? The sweeped one yeah, side. I, yeah, I did the fringe and amazing. Uh, the whole lot, the you know, the piercings and but uh, I've left those behind. But I still love the music. No, I was big into like, you know, uh, I mean, my favorite bands were like Fall Out Boy, Linkin Park, Green Day, Blink One Eighty Two. Um, and I still do I, like a lot of my music takes influence from that, like melodies and 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 all that kind of stuff is still a big part. And I kind of love the fact that that type of music is kind of coming back in again mm. uh, into the scene. So like it means that I can kind of add in a bit more, a few more elements, you know, without making my music stick out too much. Doesn't you know seem like it's wrong because um, you know the likes of um young blood or machine gun kelly and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff like they're they're bringing um that element of punk rock back into the mainstream which i'm which i love mm, yeah absolutely you're right um do you know the artist mod son as well i feel like you might be a fan yeah of yeah 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 i do yeah he's he's actually really after like i didn't really like his music originally because it wasn't i suppose it wasn't really what it is now you know it was a bit more I don't know what the word is, but what he's after kind of 
turning into in the last you know year or two i think is is really really good i love his music he did something with Avril. i think he's actually is he going out with Avril Lavigne? yeah they're actually together that's how uh, i found out about it from him weirdly not that i'm stalking her or anything but i just was thinking oh who's that but i actually quite like his music yeah he's good he is good and he's crazy like he has the right kind of um look i think and the right kind of like he's just mental but he used to go out with you know bella bella Thorne. yeah um he used to go out with how I came across him was that he used to go out with her years ago, and uh, that's when I kind of heard about his music. But his music, I didn't really like it at that point. And then, but he's after turning the corner for me now. Mm, look at us finding out about him through his uh, famous exes through and his, current partners. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I quite like him as well because he's really open about his struggles with. Um, I think he's had a lot of struggles with addiction and mental health, and he's really yeah. open about it, which I think is great. Yeah, and he's super, like most of the time now, he's super happy, like super positive and just, you know, seems genuinely happy to be where he is, grateful, you know, which is, I think is great. And as you, yeah, and as you said, like that he is open and he talks about that because I think that helps a lot of people, you know, being able to talk about what you went through and um, especially even writing songs that are like, that are, you know, about that as well helps a lot of people because some people don't know how to put into words how they're feeling and then you know there's a song that that they connect with and you know helps makes them feel a hundred times better and it makes them nearly be able to explain how they're feeling to other people you know Mm. and you do that in your songwriting as well because you write a lot of tongue-in-cheek tracks but they've got you know deeper issues there haven't they and maybe they're things that people don't like to talk about or maybe are starting to a little bit more um so has it always been important to you to push those kind of boundaries in your songwriting and talk about these things yeah it's it's funny because it's only in the last maybe two years that I have actually started to write songs that were genuinely you know about me for a long time I wrote I mean I did write the odd song that was about me but they were mainly most of the time I was just writing a song. I was in a writing session, usually writing for someone else. You know, you're just writing a song, whatever song kind of comes up. And that's not a bad thing, you know. It doesn't mean that it doesn't stem from something personal. But And I still write songs like that, but now I feel like there's there's a lot more of a personal element to everything I make. And I feel like the songs that are more personal are the songs that connect with people. Yeah, that's you know, usually the, the way, I think. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, right now it is. I do have a lot. I have a lot of um, mental health related songs, and it's weird because it's kind of making me realize that because they kind of ha- I started to write them by accident, nearly. You know, like I did, I was just I was just writing a song, and it wasn't until like in the middle of it, I was like, okay, maybe maybe I'm not <laughs> maybe I'm not okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or maybe Fist maybe there's down, a few yeah. things that that I uh, that I need to address here. You know. Um, cause I think for, for a long time, I just kind of pushed things to the side or was like, ah, no, it's not a big deal, you know, or just kind of hid things away or tried to cover them up in some, you know, in some way. So writing these songs actually helped me kind of figure out what was wrong with me. Not wrong, which I don't mean what, what was going on in my own head as well. And I mean, luckily enough, then it ended up helping other people, which is like the main thing that I want from my music is like, if I can help, if one person feels better after listening to one of my songs, that's, you know, I've kind of achieved what I wanted. Yeah. That's amazing. And great that you've got this outlet to kind of work through these things. Cause uh, most of us just push all those feelings down and nothing ever happens about it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, and I think that's, that's the thing. I'm just lucky that 
because like if I didn't have music and I wasn't able, I wasn't writing songs, I'd never talk about. Them. You know what I mean? They'd never be. I'd never get. You know, I just hold it all in because <laughs> you know it's the only way I I know how to kind of. It's the only outlet that I that I know or that I have. You know. Mm, yeah that makes sense and um so this is i guess for the purposes of our listeners you'll be very aware of all of this so um your song which relates exactly to what you were just saying fake fine was out last year and then you had the track self and then the hurt you gave me and this has all helped to garner you tens of millions of plays on spotify millions of youtube views you know millions of tiktok followers and you know massive instagram following so your fans are clearly out there in force they're liking what you're saying they're liking your music so did this all start to pick up after fake fine then yeah that was the song that kind of changed everything for me and um probably the most raw song that i had you know the most kind of um you know there's a lot of stuff in it that is um you know pretty like to the point if you know what I mean yes, uh, yeah. but you know I feel like it just that's what made it connect with people and I think obviously I think the time and when the song came out and everything that was going on in the world at the time with the pandemic it was only fresh and I think everyone was feeling the same so I was you know with a bit of luck but I also think that the the message in the song was what kind of got people as well yeah absolutely and if you listen to the lyrics it's um quite obvious why people connected with it um so i'm not sure what your numbers were like you know on streaming and spotify um you know tiktok etc before this but um when did you start to realize this song was really gaining some traction for you it was probably like two weeks after it came out that i mean that was when we first started to get like interest you know like i think we got the first call from a label after two weeks and then in the next two or three weeks after that, we just got flooded with calls from like every, every label out there, you know, uh, you know, lots of publishers, like my managers had like had, I think about two weeks of just meetings all day, you know, every day with people who were interested in the song. So it was, and then obviously it took off on TikTok and, um, yeah, my followers started to go up when I released fake finally had a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Um, now I had built that up uh, over the space of maybe two months and yeah and then from there to now so like you know over a year but like not not too much over a year um, I'm nearly I'm just nearly at two million followers so like the the jump has been kind of crazy yeah that's crazy well you obviously had a lot of followers before the song and you built that up incredibly quickly so um how has TikTok um, been a useful tool for you as an artist how have you managed to kind of wrangle that beast and use it for your own benefit yeah I mean I say this every time I still don't really understand TikTok is a mad <laughs> mad space like I, I mean I'm doing well on it thankfully but I don't understand it because I could put so much effort into a video and I could be like oh this is going to do really well and it doesn't and then I could spend a minute duetting a video of something that someone used my song or something like that and it gets like too many views and I'm just like I mean what am I at like wasting you know five hours of my time <laughs> now sometimes it pays off obviously yeah, of course you know um but I, I think it's a great platform I mean I got in there early enough I think um like there was still a lot of artists on the pro on the platform but I felt like I got in there just before the heavy wave of artists came over you know so I kind of got, I had a little bit of a head start and 
Yeah, I mean, it's very important now. I mean, I, I feel like TikTok is probably going to rival Spotify at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like like TikTok are probably going to come out with some sort of streaming platform or something. I feel like there's there's something on the on the horizon that's gonna um that's gonna change everything because you know everyone thought TikTok would be kind of a phase to be gone already. You know, and it's it's still only building. And I feel like they're they have a lot up their sleeve yet, so it's very important for artists at the moment. I think because if you, you know, if I put up a video of one of my songs and it and it blows up, it translates over to streams so quickly and so easily. You know, there's not a lot, there's not an awful lot of platforms that will translate that well, you know, to Spotify or to any streaming service. So it's, I mean it's the easiest way to promote yourself without having to pay big money. You know, obviously there's no guarantee that your video will go viral, but if you do get a viral video, you can change everything. Mm, struck gold. I think you're right there. They, it seems only inevitable. They'll work out something to do with streaming for themselves because it's such a massive platform now to launch artists. Yeah. There's, I, I think there's like, I mean, this is just, I, I don't have exact numbers, but I mean, there's, there's, I say there's, nearly double the amount of it could be more it could be I'm, I'm not 100 sure but i know it's something like this where it's like double the amount of users that spotify has you know there's double the amount on on tiktok maybe even triple you know they have so many users on tiktok so that if they can find a way of making that another streaming platform you know they'll clean up i'd say you know because you're already on it mm, yeah i think you're absolutely um, right Huge, huge potential there. Oh, he's already doing yeah. phenomenally well. It doesn't mean, need me to say yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, course. to be fair, they don't need to even do that. But I just feel like, I mean, I feel like they're, there's something that's cooking in the background. I'm sure you're right. And if any of them are listening, they're probably getting a bit nervous. Like, something been leaked? How do they know? Um, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised either. I think you're right there. Ah, uh, like, I, I don't think, I don't, I, like, I, I don't, I'm not saying this, like, thinking that Spotify are going to be, I think Spotify, Spotify are always going to be, on on top if you know what i mean but i think that tiktok will definitely rival them at some point mm. um and just some other stats for the purposes of our listeners of course so alongside dermot kennedy and niall horan you were the third irish male solar act to have a top 20 hit in your native country last year so um not bad company to keep there so how does that feel kind of being put alongside artists like that that have been so high profile it, over the last few years yeah i mean like everyone in the world knows who Dermot Kennedy and Niall Horan are, you know, no one knows who I, so I mean, not no one, but you know what I mean? Like that's, they will. The, the, they do. that's, that's the, that's what's weird about that situation or that sentence to be included in, in a group of, you know, people who the whole world knows, you know, and here I am, you know, alongside them, just, yeah. just getting, just getting started. But you know what I mean? It's, it's a massive, um it's a massive uh compliment or i'm just grateful to be to, to everyone who supported me and everyone who bought and streamed fake fine because yeah i mean to get in to just be there's three people it's just mad to think about i still can't wrap my head around the fact that i'm i'm on a list with those two people <laughs> the internet works in mysterious ways yeah it's crazy <laughs> well you've earned it as well clearly a lot of hard work's gone into all of this 
Oh, thank you very much. Mm. And um, okay, so your recent songs, I know you've had one out since, um, but the one before that, so Break the Silence, so you teamed up with Red Triangle virtually, obviously, for pandemic reasons, and yeah. you recorded your vocals in your home studio. And the songwriting and production team put the finishing touches on it from their home base. So, how was it working on a track remotely in this way? Did you find it easy? Was it hard to sort of buckle down, like you said earlier, and sort it out, or was it quite natural? It was actually very easy that tune came like we kind of wrote most of it in the in the in the day um the guys basically had the production done in the day you know um it was it was really really like super supernatural (laughs) you know it was uh yeah it just came together so quickly and so easily and it didn't feel forced at all if you know what i mean it wasn't like um trying to kind of get this done it was just done you know very quick and yeah just the guys are really easy to work with i mean they're they're, i mean they're top class you know songwriters and producers as well so um yeah it was just a pleasure to work with them and um yeah i absolutely love the song you know but again yeah it was just done i think we we probably wrote it and had most of it done in about four hours you know wow that's so quick it's mad it's mad what you can do over the internet Mm, absolutely (laughs) And the song itself, so this is about a toxic relationship coming to an end and, you know, you shouldn't be calling them, but you kind of do. So is it, uh, is this from, you know, a personal experience or from someone you know? Yeah, like all, all the songs I do now are all, do all, they all stem from a personal experience, you know, and, but I do, I mean, I'm married now, you know, I've been married um, nearly three years I mm-hmm. should really know I think it's nearly three years it's definitely not yeah it's over two it's nearly three years uh, no it is three years sorry Jesus I'm that's my brain okay. um but we've been together you. yeah <laughs> we've been together like um you know eight years so um it's been so like it's been a long time since I was in that scenario but um it yeah there was situations when I was younger that would have been similar and I know a lot of my friends were in situations like that so yeah I take stuff from myself and then I pull you know some facts from other people that I know from things could be even be from movies that I've watched from you know friends family and yeah you just kind of build a story around all that kind of information and I love doing that as well it's like writing uh you know it's like writing a story you know like it does have personal um aspects but it's it's you're just telling a story at the same time mm, that makes sense you can get into the mindset of you know a different scenario um yeah you're absolutely right and what about um so what about your brand new song so this is really new actually isn't it so beautiful nightmare so tell me a bit about this one the story behind it yeah this one is is a is a fu- not funny in that way but it's um we yeah this was written with um another production duo called phd and they're they're very good as well. But basically, myself and one of my good friends, Ryan, Ryan Mack, he's a, he's an artist and a songwriter as well. We, we had a writing session and we sat down and we we wrote this song, but we had this kind of cool idea, like what, what if we kind of wrote a song like, you know, you're in love with a vampire, you know? Okay. Um, and like, they keep like turning or like, you know, feeding on other people. Ah, it's, it's so funny. Anyway, we had we did some laugh about it. But like, you know, they keep like turning other people into vampires, but they're just stringing you along. You know what I mean? They're making you do all the dirty work. Like they're, you know, you're like um, hypnotized by them. You know what I mean? 
mm. and like all you want to do is for them to turn you into a vampire and that's kind of the whole the whole thing is like uh, you know it, it, and i mean that's the kind of story we had in our head but it also is obviously the main story is about the fact of like you're in love with someone who is literally stringing you along and you're like they make you feel like they want you and then they kind of throw you to the side and you know they're going they're they're maybe hooking up with other people you know and you're trying to understand like what is going on you know one minute they they act like they love you and the next minute they they couldn't care less Mm. so um that's kind of that's the actual message behind the song but yeah we had this kind of cool idea to to bring vampires into it i like the vampire theme i mean are you a big buffy fan i mean how old are you you even have you seen that oh god thank god yeah yeah well i'm 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 28 um so i i I got in i I definitely watched a lot of buffy when i was younger um but i loved i love like um you know like like van helsing with um I mean, when I watch it now, it's not probably the best movie ever, but I, I loved it when it came out, you know, with, uh, with Hugh Jackman. And I also love, like, just, I, I mean, I watch any kind of uh, vampire movie. Do you ever see What We Do in the Shadows? Do you know what? I haven't seen much of it, but what I did see of it, I loved it. It's uh, probably one of my favourite movies. Um, it's it's about a group of vampires that flat together in mm-hmm. New Zealand, and it's it's absolutely hilarious, but yeah I, I love those kind of movies yeah i need to check that out. i know i'm gonna like that because i don't know why i didn't watch all of it it's very possible that i fell asleep not through boredom but i just do that when a film comes on it's very annoying um oh, yeah you have to watch it it's so good okay it's, i'll check you, it out it's so funny and what about have you seen um oh, this is a thing a thing i used to watch when i was a kid there's a really silly comedy called dracula dead and loving it i'm trying to think who's in it it's le- oh my god the guy with the white hair so is it leslie familiar. uh oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I know your man. I, I, know, I, know his, I know the guy you're on about. I know the guy you're on about. Yeah, bit, yeah that, that is so really, funny, really honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I might watch that again soon because uh, me and my sister should crack up watching that. That was, that was lost in my memory somewhere. So yeah. thank you for ringing it Remember back. Remember creepy Renfield and <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's That's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah yes. that's such a good movie. <laughs> Oh, I need to Definitely watch that, to watch that again. Yeah, great film. Um, <laughs> so, okay, that explains the song. And um, I, I love the story behind that, to be honest. So a bit onto your studio stuff. So anyone that's, if they're not familiar with you, they'll just have to look at your TikTok or Instagram or your YouTube or whatever. Um, you've clearly been working a lot in your home studio for obvious reasons, especially during lockdown. And your videos show you creating a lot of songs you know you say let's make it a song you know you use recorded samples from anything yeah. from i think i saw like a firework some wood a frog you know you've got all professional <laughs> sounding layered yeah. vocals there with it and instruments so it's kind of really slickly produced but using silly samples and of course they're your proper songs as well so um when did you first start getting into music production um well basically i went to college in limerick in university of limerick in ireland and I, there was a, uh, a course called Music, Media and Performance Technology. And I went there and in my head, I was like, oh, this is going to be like full on music. And I went there and it's not like, look, I was a bit, I should have looked into the course a bit more, but it was like one fifth of every semester was music related. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I thought it was going to be more. But in the first year when I was there, they kind of showed us how to use Logic Pro Um. Now, I mean, they showed us the basics and I just got obsessed with it. So, like, I would be in, like, they had a lab, like, you know, a lab in terms of they could have 50 IMAX in this room 
And, you know, whenever there wasn't a tutorial on or a lecture, you could go into this room and, and kind of work away. So I would spend every day in, in like, you know, messing about on Logic, making absolutely terrible songs. At the, you couldn't use a microphone in there. So all I could do was make just music. And um, eventually I got a MacBook, which I got Logic on. And then I I must have spent, you know, uh, 12 hours a day, <laughs> you know, recording uh, just with the mic on my laptop even because I didn't have anything at the time songs on it making music and they were all absolutely awful but you know eventually I got better mm. um, eventually I got like an interface uh, and a shitty microphone and then I started doing that stuff that way and then I started to kind of you know figure out what way I wanted my voice to sound how I liked my voice to sound um, and also helped me learn you know get better at singing because you know you're hearing yourself back instantly and you're like okay I don't like how that sounds because like sometimes I feel when you sing you know and you're just you're just singing in, in a room like you don't hear everything that you you know you think you hear you think you know what you sound like and then you hear yourself back recorded and you're like oh okay <laughs> mm. so uh I kind of honed how I like my voice to sound and then yeah, from there, I just I just got super obsessed with wanting to be able to record my own music and not having to depend or pay someone else to do it because, you know, I didn't have the money. Uh, it's super expensive. And then, yeah, I just loved having control over my own creativity. And just did it, I you know, as I said, did it every day until I got to a point where I felt like I was good enough to actually produce a song and release it. And of course, the term bedroom producer has really risen to prominence over the last few years. And if you look at people like Phineas or Alfie Templeman, oh, yeah. they really do show the potential of what you can do from essentially a bedroom, don't they? Oh, 100%. I mean, you just don't need a big fancy studio anymore. They're obviously lovely to look at, you know, but you don't, you really don't need one. Like all you need is a laptop and a microphone and some talent and you're, you know, that's it. Mm. And um, so where do you tend to start in the process when you're making a new track, whether it's more of a fun one, you know, for social media or one of your proper singles? Where do you start in the process? What do you record? What do you layer up? What are you looking at first? It depends. If it's for TikTok and I'm doing the make of the song, you know, I, I basically, so I take whatever sample I have and if I can figure out roughly what the BPM of that sample is, which is very, you know, sometimes it could be all over the place, but you know, you find a rough BPM mm. and you know, you can cut it to kind of suit then. And then, you know, usually I'd start with some drums, you know, I'll try and get a cool kind of beat behind it. And then I'll try and get maybe a bass. Um, and then start with some kind of, uh, melodies and, and, and build it up from there. Um, if it's one of my own songs, it could be anything. I mean, it depends if I have no idea and I'm just kind of coming in and just said, right, I'm going to try and write something. Um, again, I'll start with some, I'll try and get some cool drums. And then again, it's usually drums and bass I kind of start with, um, you know, to get a good vibe for a track and then uh, build up some melodies from there. I, I don't usually go too mad into the music end until I have, you know, some sort of vocals in there because I feel like it, you know, it, it depends on what way, what you're singing, you know, and then you can kind of move the music around that. I feel like if you go into a track and build up a whole big track, before you do any vocals, I feel sometimes it's kind of it kind of narrows you down. Like there's not enough room to kind of do mm -hmm. as much as you could have if it was a bit simpler. 
Mm. But um, yeah, most of the time drums and bass and then some some vocals. Okay. And um, can you talk us through the kit you've got in your studio? What are you using in there? Yeah, well, I have like my, I have a MacBook uh, Pro that I got last year. I got, I said, I'd treat, well, treat myself. I got a, like a maxed out MacBook Pro so that I hopefully will never have to change again. Nice. Uh, and yeah, I have like, um, I use an SE uh, mic. There's, to be honest, it's only a cheap enough mic, but I love the sound of it. It's very clear. Um, and then I have a, a scar. Is a Scarlet interface? Mm-hmm. Focusrite, um, is it? I used to have. Sorry. Did you say what did you say for the interface there? Oh, Scarlet interface. A Scarlet. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like I did have. I had an an M audio one, which wouldn't be like it was mad because they're not. They wouldn't be considered like the best, but. I had a rack mounted one um that was unbelievable that was so good mm. like I don't know what it was about this this one in particular I can't even tell you the make of it but they don't sell these ones anymore this we got this years and years ago and the quality of the sound from it was just insane um but I it doesn't work with my new MacBook so I had to get so I like I got a Scarlet mm. to do me until I get a, a rack mounted one I don't have a rack mounted one yet gotcha. and yeah and then I have my speakers which are Genelex and their AE thirties, I think they are. Okay, classic choice um, there. Yeah, yeah, and I have I've had them for years. I've had them nearly since the start. Uh, well, not not the start, but I've had them. Oh, I mean, I've had them over eight years, nine years, and they're still like, they're still like the day we got them. They're so good. Mm. Um, I love them. I suppose because the sound—they're just. I mean, look. I mean, they're they're super high quality speaker. I mean, they're they're you know top top range. And if like if anyone is going for speakers and they have the money, get you know I'd recommend getting Genlex. They're they're super super good, and I love the bass in them. That's the the only thing about it is that you have to get used to the bass in in Genlex. I feel like um, so that you don't. Uh, like I feel like they can be a little bit bass heavy sometimes, but I absolutely love that. You know what I mean? But in terms of when you're mixing, uh, to know that like not to pull the bass back too much because, you know, um, the Genlex do do ha- like have some thump in them, you know. Mm. But they're so good. I love them for even just listening to like any kind of music. They're just, they're amazing. So you've had them say eight nine years. So um, what did you know about um, the brand beforehand? How come you went for them? Did someone recommend them? Did you hear them in someone else's studio, for instance? To be honest, I so saw when I was in UL, they had every studio they had them there had Genelex in them, and I was like in my head going like because I didn't know anything about them at the time, but I was like, okay, the, if if you know this university which has like top class studios in it has Genelex I was like well then I'm getting Genelex because they're obviously the best mm. you know what I mean so um and that's where it kind of came from and then obviously I used them in the studio there and I was like Jesus these are incredible like it's mad because for a long time I just thought speakers were speakers you know what I mean I thought headphones were headphones I didn't I didn't really understand at the start of like difference in quality and and drivers and all this kind of stuff um until obviously you try you try the top the top end stuff and once you do that you're like oh my god these are like um you know i feel like i'm in the music and and that's kind of what genlex do you know they're they nearly put you in this the spectrum of the sound you're listening to so um and that was it i didn't really know too much about them other than that 
if if the studio in the college had them, then obviously they were the best because they had the best of everything else. Mm, yeah, well, that makes sense. You learn through experience, don't you? So I'm glad they've um, yeah. been so beneficial to you uh, throughout all of the, the music you've been making at home. Yeah, but like the best thing about them is that they haven't, I mean, touch wood now, I'm going to say this because, uh, but like they're still going. Like they're, I mean, they're they're well over 10. I'd say I've had them over 10 years even or more. Like I've, I've had them since I was probably 18 or 19. I'm 28 now. So like, you know, they're they're nearly 10 years old or they are 10 years old and they're still there's not a bother like no i've never had to fix them they've been literally in freezing cold sometimes like my when i had a studio up at my parents house like in a shed like there's no heating in there and there was no insulation or anything so like they would literally be in all sorts of temperatures and still work absolutely perfect so like they're they're just beast speakers that's good to know they can take the extremes in temperatures as well good for uh, where you are in the world <laughs> yeah especially. <laughs> um so what about um what's coming up the rest of the year for you have you got any live shows is it too soon or are you planning for next year you got some new singles coming out what's going on with you yeah so i i was supposed to have a tour starting tomorrow but we had to reschedule it to next year mm. um just for certain things that were just out of out of our control just had to be moved and which I was very disappointed about but at the same time look I mean nothing you can do and I know like look gives us a lot more time to prepare then and I just know that the show will be you know twice as good next year but um yes there's a tour planned kind of uh, March and April next year I have a few gigs you see in Ireland the things are just opened up so like there's there's certain things that still could go ahead I might have one or two gigs before Christmas depending on what happens um, but in the meantime, just doing a lot of writing sessions, getting the next single ready. It'll be coming out in January. Um, working on an album. I'll have an EP out next year early and then hopefully at the end of the year or maybe the start of the following year, we'll have an album as well. Okay. So, yeah, loads of stuff. Lots Super coming busy. up then. Yeah, well, it sounds it. It's good yeah. to be busy though, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay, I guess in the meantime, we... Uh, Anyone should just check you out on TikTok, see what you're up to, or Instagram, or uh, YouTube, or check out your music on Spotify uh, before your next single yeah. comes out, right? Yeah, 100%. Follow me on all those things. Uh, hopefully, I'll entertain you a bit on TikTok and Instagram in the meantime, <laughs> in between the, the original songs. I look but, forward um, to seeing your next yeah. sample. Have you got any weird ones in mind? Ah, oh, to be fair, I've got, there's so many, like I get tagged in so many things now, so it's a case of picking out what I think would do the best, what I feel like I could do a good job on, and you know, and then there's certain videos that I get tagged in so much that I just have to do because, you know, there could be, there could be 300 people tagging me in the one video, and I'm like, okay, I'll have to, I'll have to do this one regardless okay. of whether I think I could do a good job on it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Answering you to know, the mob so. there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to keep them happy, you know, you have to keep them happy okay well we'll look out for the next one from you then okay then thanks so much for joining us today it's been such a pleasure to talk to you and find out about you and your music and your production techniques and everything so um i look forward to seeing what you come out with next thank you very much thanks a million for having me oh you're so welcome all right have a lovely day same to you okay bye headliner radio supporting the creative community